Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show. Thank you so much for joining me here, whether you're watching the video version or listening to the audio version. Please like and subscribe to YouTube to the YouTube channel. Please follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Literally, wherever you listen to your podcast, it can be found there. Uh, just follow it. It will update you when a new episode drops weekly. You're going to get weekly episodes. Uh, and then also, uh, of course, as you should know by now, if you've been listening, uh, the podcast is working with the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. It's a uh, new spot, uh, podcast platform for sports and a little bit of stuff outside of sports. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all the other podcasts, check out all their stuff, subscribe to that YouTube channel as well. Great stuff on there. Um, then, of course, betting season's in full swing. I give you my bets um, on this podcast and on the show. Uh, if you... Go to BetUS-BellyUpSports and use the code JOIN125. You're going to get 125% sign-up bonus. Now, BetUS is not just a sports betting website. So I'm going to explain this 125% signing bonus. Well, first of all, it's free money. If you don't like free money, well, you're just crazy. Everybody loves free money. One thing we've learned from the pandemic is we love free money, but I digress. It's a place where you can do sports betting, same-game parlays, bet on uh, just regular games, all that stuff. It's also a casino, so you can play blackjack, poker, anything online that has to do with the casino Casino you can play. So use the link in the description below or go to betus-bellyupsports. Use the code JOIN125. You have to make a minimum deposit of $100. You're going to get 125% sign-up bonus. So 100% of that bonus is going to go towards sports betting. The other 25% is going to go to the casino betting. So it's just free money. Use So when you deposit $100... You're going to get that $100 extra to go bet, and then you're going to get extra money to go do other things in the casino. So if you do all that for me, it shows that I sent you. You're supporting the podcast. You're supporting the Bell Up Sports Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much. Today's episode, we are going to dive in to LSU 
who should what are the names being thrown around for the LSU coaching job because as everybody knows coach Ed Ogeron and LSU have agreed to part ways at the end of the 2021 season um, I want to discuss that and then, um, another thing that's been swirling around well we're going to talk about who what names have been thrown around maybe who should take it uh, then we're going to talk about Dan Mullen uh, it's been thrown around. Maybe some fans want him gone. Now it's not a lot, but we we're, another thing we've learned over the past year is sometimes just a smaller majority that's louder gets heard the most rather than the majority of people. Uh, and then we're going to talk about, kind of want to dive in a little bit, not too long on Scott Frost um, and that coaching situation. Uh, and we're going to go from there and it's going to be, a good episode. So, you know, everybody knows that Coach Ed Odron, he is leaving at the end of the 2021 season. I've done another podcast episode on it, but one thing I still, I just, I don't know if it's the right move, but it's, it's done. It's over with. Um, I'm still in awe that LSU is going to pay him $17 million to leave LSU. We are all in the wrong business. I'm in this coaching world in high school and podcast. I probably should get into college coaching to make that money, but they're going to pay him $17 million to leave He's going to coach and finish out his his coaching LSU career there. I don't know if he'll coach next year. Who knows where he's going to go? Um, if anybody can get me in touch with Coach Ed Ordron, I'd love to have him as a guest on the podcast. Not to talk about this stuff. We're going to talk about everything in between. We'll talk some. We would talk football, but I want to talk about just him. You know, I'm going to show this book again. If you guys haven't read this book, I just want to ask him questions. I may reread it. Flip the script. Free advertising for Coach Ed Ordron. Um, so he's going to be gone. One thing I don't like is him hanging around. I don't know what the in and outs of him staying were. I don't know if it was him kind of being competitive and saying, I want to finish out the season. I don't want to, uh, be like, go, this is my team. I want to fight it out, which I can respect that. You know, you want to finish the fight with your guys that you've recruited and everything. Um, but there has been some support for him. Fans are still fans of him down there in LSU. Some players have come out and said, you know, they wouldn't, be, you know, I know Joe Burrow said he wouldn't be who he is right now without Coach Ed Odron. Um, and that's the other thing that really bothers me is, you know, when you look at Ed's coaching record at LSU, um, his first year was um, he came in kind of halfway through the year. Um, he ended up going six and two back all the way in 2016. He went six and two. He was. Not the full head coach, and they won their bowl game. And then in 2017, he goes nine and four. 2018, they go ten and three. And that, you know, that famous hit on Joe Burrow. They say that's kind of like what created Joe Burrow. Then they go 15 and 0, win the championship. And then in 2020, five and five. And now sitting right now, they're four and three. Um. So I mean, it's not a terrible record. Um, but the one thing is, he did win games. And the thing is, he had to recruit, and people are kind of judging him on this last year and a half. There's been injuries out the wazoo. They had guys, a lot of players, they were very um, upperclassmen dominated on that championship team. They left, and then he had a bunch of players leave due to COVID. You know, they were a little worried about because LSU or uh, the state of Louisiana, I believe, had a high COVID rate, and so some players didn't come back because they were afraid of COVID. Some had health conditions. And then during the 2020 year, they had some injuries, and it's just continued. They're gonna have a decent recruiting class coming in, so he can recruit. And then I know he didn't recruit Joe Burrow out of college or out of high school, but he had to recruit him to come on over. And then he comes on over. Now Joe Burrow helped him to to win, 
But if Joe Burrow was that good, he would have started at Ohio State. So you have to come to LSU. He does have to be coached. He does have to be put into a good system. And people think, oh, it's just because of Joe Brady. But, but I mean, without Joe Brady, he was 6-2, 9-4, and 10-3, and, and then brings him in. They won the championship, but then they go 5-5. Five and five, They struggle. But, like, there were still good, some good things there. So to me, a part of it's like maybe you should have gave them next year, see how they finish out this year. Maybe they see the recruiting class come in. They go into it next year and just kind of see what happens from there. That's what I think, but what do I know? Some people want to have this breath of fresh air. Some people are saying, oh, he's went up to a UCLA fan and say, you know, bring your blue sissy blue shirt down here. Well, that's just who he is, and yes, winning cures all that. You know, maybe he was saying that stuff before. We never noticed it, but I mean, other coaches out there say who aren't winning. That's just who he is. He's not saying anything. He's just kind of – because, again, it goes back to if you watch NBA, fans can say things to NBA players, and people get mad at the NBA players and they say something back. Well, I think the NBA players – I understand the whole, like, oh, you got to be bigger than them. You can't say anything back. But when you're hearing certain things yelled at you over and over and over again, you're going to say something. So if people are going to say something to Coach Ed, he's going to say something back. That's just who he is. I see nothing wrong with it. The guy, you know, when he said it down the fishing hole or whatever, I see no problems with that. So really, I'm not 100% sure what's kind of led to this. Probably just bits and pieces. But for me, I don't know what designing factor has led to them parting ways. I'm a big Coach Ed fan, as you can tell. And I think a lot of people – out there are going to say they like him, I guess, fans, as even though we're not living in LA, you know, down in Louisiana, a bunch of us are going to say we're fans. I'm a fan. Like I said, I would love to have a conversation with him, but and I hope he gets a good coaching job. I kind of hope, Coach Bielma, if you're listening, maybe you need to hire Coach Ed either as a defensive line coach or bring him in as a defensive consultant or a defensive assistant to Illinois. And then maybe some of those recruits that it's already going to start to happen go to the transfer portal and they come on over to Illinois. I think that would be great. But some names that have been thrown around for Coach Ed's job, there's been quite a few. We're going to go through some. You know, we, we, we're looking at them. Some we're going to go through real quick. One name was Jimbo Fisher. I don't see that happening. Um, now, Jimbo Fisher says he likes Texas A&M. He doesn't see him leaving, blah, 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 blah. Well, he said the same thing about Florida State, and look what happened. But I don't think he's going to leave. Texas A&M is different than Florida State. Texas A&M has way better facilities in Florida State. The recruiting's better here in Texas. Um People are saying LSU might be a better job. Um, he has ties because he, you know, he helped win a championship with Nick Saban back in 2003. Um, I just don't see Jimbo Fisher going, especially after beating Alabama. I could see him staying at Texas A&M. They're paying him a ton of money. I don't know if LSU is going to throw him that type of money. I mean, Jimbo Fisher might go, but like, I, I highly doubt it. James Franklin's name's been thrown around. I, 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 if he's going to take a job outside of Penn State, it's going to be USC. Um, I don't think he wants to go to the SEC. He's going to stay in the Big Ten or the Pac-12. I see him taking the USC job. I don't, or actually, he could just stay at Penn State. He's got a good thing going there. Um, when they're healthy, they're pretty good. You know, they were ranked number four in the nation this year, um, or in the top five. So I could just see him staying at Penn State. Now, Luke Fickle's name has been thrown around. Um. His name's been thrown around for the USC job, and now it's being thrown around for LSU. Um, I don't know about this one. People are saying that Cincinnati, their talent this year apparently could be a Power 5 type of talent. I haven't watched them extensively this year, unlike other people. Um, I could see him as a better fit to USC than I could to LSU. Uh but that is an intriguing name to bring. You know, he coached at Ohio State. Um, you know, does he want to go build a uh, 
does he want to go and try to rebuild somewhere or continue to build this now? Because Cincinnati's go is on to the Big Twelve. So does he just kind of continue to build his resume and he goes goes on there? Or if they do come calling, is it hard for him to turn down a power five? I just don't know. Um I don't know. I have no idea. Um, his former athletic director went to USC, so that's why his name's been thrown around. But it, that'd be interesting. But I just, again, I don't see him going to LSU. Now, people have thrown Joe Brady out. I kind of brought the same up the same thing. But when I brought it up, people I brought to my attention that I did not know that he um, doesn't really kind of want to go back to college. I think he kind of wants to stay in the NFL uh, because of all the headaches you got to deal with in college, you know, recruiting and the academics and all the, and the parents and, and, and this and that. And so I don't know if he would be wanting to be thrown around. Billy Napier, he's the Louisiana head coach. Um, he has coached for Nick Saban. He has really turned around the Louisiana program. His name gets thrown around for every single Power Five opening that there is. So this is not a shocker that his name has been thrown around. Um, he's been biding his time because – People think he's just been buying his time for like the perfect scenario job, and there has been a couple. LSU could probably be one of those that he would literally sit there, really, really sit there and think, okay. And his resume speaks for itself. He's turned around. He has winning record. Uh, they've upset a couple teams. He coached for Nick Saban. He understands how to build a program up, recruiting and coaching. That would not be a bad thing to if if you're going to replace him from Ed. Billy Napier, I think, would be have to be a top three candidate, I think, to really send him over there. He has a 33-12 and 12 record and three Sun Belt West Division titles and a conference co-championship. They are 20, he has them 26-5 since the start of 2019 season, um, and they're not far away from LSU, so they're able to see that. So he understands the state. He can recruit there, which your LSU should be able to get all the players from LSU, but I think that would be a good one. Now, one of the biggest names around is Lane Kiffin. Um, and the reason why they're saying he's done it once, why not do it again? You know, he's leaving, he left Tennessee for USC with a win one year. Now, if he does leave Old Miss, it would have to be after two years. Um, but would he drop another to leave an SEC West program to go to another? Um, because if you talk about Tennessee fans hating him going to USC, what's going to happen if he leaves Old Miss to go to LSU and old LSU travels to Old Miss for a game? Like they may have to over the LSU sideline if he's with LSU have to put like tents over them because you think getting ketchup thrown on you is bad. You think getting golf balls thrown at you is bad. They're gonna start throwing beer bottles and this. They're gonna you know, they're gonna throw their chairs. They're gonna rip their chairs off and throw it at him. Now this one I am wrapping my head around to be interesting. I'm saying that he doesn't go just because. He's building something at Old Miss. Now he seems he, he to some people like he's the type of coach gonna bounce around. So Ooh. it's not gonna be out of his MO to bounce and go over to LSU because LSU is probably the bigger program and the bigger job. But you had success last year at Old Miss. You're having su- success this year. You're gonna have an NFL probably draft your quarterback or close to a Heisman type quarterback. You're building something there. Why not just stay at Old Miss and keep building and to win? And he can recruit. So so there's that side of it. And the side of it is I kind of want him to stay and build something. To kind of be kind of like the next Alabama. Because what's going to be the next Alabama? Or is he waiting to take over Alabama when Nick Saban leaves? Who knows? Who knows? Um, 
Because if he gets to LSU, you're going to see LSU offense just skyrocket because he's an offensive mastermind. But I don't know if this is going to if that's a good look. Now he doesn't really care what people think about him or what he looks like. But if he goes to LSU, they are going to be some forced to be reckoned with some of that recruiting class coming in, the what he can recruit in the state of Louisiana. So from that side of it, if he goes to LSU, look at that offense to skyrocket. And maybe recruiting becomes easier because he's at LSU. But he's also building something special at Old Miss. So I don't know if that's something that's going to um, tickle his fancy. Now, people have said Bob Stoops. I'm going to throw that out there. I, I Don't hire Bob Stoops. He's been retired too long. Don't put that out there. Um, Bill O'Brien's name got thrown around. I don't see that. <clears throat> um, so, some people think that, yeah, he, just because he coached in the NFL and now he's an offense coordinator for Alabama. I'm not even going to entertain that. I highly doubt LSU is going to go after him. The big name that's been thrown around is Mel Tucker. He's the Michigan State coach. Um, his name has just risen to the top. Um, you know, he had a little short stint there at Colorado. Then he got to Michigan State last year. Now, I thought Michigan State played horrible last year, and they kind of got better as the year went on or near the end. I actually think they played very well. And then this year, you know, they might have a Heisman candidate running back. They're they're really they're number they're top ten in the nation. So he's really got that program right now turned around. Um, his time in the SEC, he's worked at LSU. He's worked for Nick Saban and stuff like that. He was um, as an assistant. They said Tucker was known as one of the best SEC recruiters. So as Mich- he's he's using the transfer portal pretty quick at Michigan State. He understands how to recruit. So he's going to have them playing tough if LSU gets him. So his name has risen to the top. You're going to see. If they got him, you're going to see better. You're going to see really good recruiting. You're going to see again a, an offense that's going to pound the ball at people that LSU was known for. You're going to see them play tough, and you're going to see a guy recruit like nobody's ever seen before. So Mel Tucker, and he's going to be in warmer weather than Michigan. You know who wants to go to East Lansing? So Mel Tucker's name has been rising to the top, and that could be possibly one. I think him and Lane Kiffin probably right now probably are the top two. But for me, it'd probably be. Billy Napier that they really have to go at, Lane Kiffin, and then Mel Tucker. And then another name, I just don't know if it's going to land, um, was Dave Aranda. He's the Baylor head coach. He was a defense coordinator for the 2019 championship. Um, when Joe Burrow was there and everything else, um, he coached their All-American quarterback, um, Derek Singletary Jr., um, safety grant development linebacker, Jacob Phelps. He was the SEC leader in tackles. Um Baylor, he's the head coach of Baylor. They just beat BYU, and now they're six and one. He is a brilliant mastermind of defense. So if he were to go get the job, you're going to see LSU's defense just skyrocket. Um, but again, he's a guy that seems like he's building something at Baylor, and he's got something good. And so we always can't assume that not every single open job is the right head job for somebody. Um, so I would put him maybe in the top six, but I don't see him at them him taking it or even getting called for as high as like Lane Kiffin, Billy Napier, and Mel Tucker. Um, so those are like the the really big names I think we need to watch out for. Right now, I think it should be Billy Napier, Lane Kiffin, or Mel uh uh Billy uh Coach Napier, Mel Tucker, or Lane Kiffin in that order. If they're gonna go after people now they might go after Lane Kiffin just because they're gonna they're LSU and the fans are really like looking around at this 15 and 0 team that they had when they won the national title because of coach Joe Brady. Now coach Joe Brady was at the New Orleans Saints. He learned the pro style passing offense, a little bit of this, mainly the spread from coach Sean Payne, who's a brilliant offensive mastermind for many, 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 many years. And he brought that to LSU 
And we could see he had an NFL-type quarterback to, to use these concepts and plays and formations and all this stuff. And Joe Burrow, who is doing it at Cincinnati, and he's doing pretty well. So when you have an NFL quarterback, it's easy to do those stuff that stuff with. And then he leaves. LSU struggles a little bit. Then coming in here, Coach Ed Odron said they want to do things like they did into the, the 15-0 and year. So now people are kind of on this train of LSU needs to have this high-flying powered offense that's going to score 50 points a game. Now, part of it was because you had Joe Burrow, part of it was you had Joe Brady. I mean, Ed Odron had something to do with it. But people also have to realize there's a lot of smart defensive coordinators out there. So when you bring that type of offense in and then you start to see it, well, now they can combat it. Do you have the athletes to do this? You have to adapt to what you have. You can implement an offense like that, but then make tweaks on it to say like, okay, our players can only do X, Y, and Z, or they can only do ABC. They can't do ABC, so why why don't we just do X, Y, Z and everything else? So LSU fans have this click now. See, back in the day, LSU was defense, uh, two to three yard run in a cloud of dust. They were beating people 10 nothing, 7 nothing, 7 to 6, that type of stuff. Then Ed gets there and he's, if you read the book, he wants to adapt the offense. He wants to do this. Well, then that championship team happens and they're, they're scoring 30, 40, 50 points, 60 points. And now all of a sudden in their minds, we've got to score this many points. We got to do this. We got to do this. So now everything's on this offense. That's why you, I could see Lane Kiffin being at the top because they're like, oh, you want to score some offense or you want to score some points on offense. You got to get Lane Kiffin. So to me, it's just got to be those three to come in and take over LSU. And I think either one, all of them would be good, but it's it's really hard for me because I like all three of them. I'm just a big Ed fan, so there's a part of me that's like, should should LSU just get cursed for kind of running Ed out of town? Um, there are some rumors, and I don't know if they're true. You have to be careful what you read. People posted it to me about – I don't want to talk about too much about Coach Ed Odron's bringing his girlfriend over to the practice and the kids are playing on the field. I don't know and stuff like that. That deserves him to be fired. I don't know about all that until it's a hundred percent put out there. I'm not going to discuss it too much, but like, yeah, if something like that happens. Yeah. It's a little bit concerning, but maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we just don't know. And that we're never going to know. Um, is there stuff that will come out later on? It's going to change my opinion of him, maybe, but at this point in time, as I record this, I like it. Odron. I don't know if he should be gone. Maybe LSU needs to be cursed. You know, he's only a year and a half removed or a little bit over a year and a half removed from winning a national title and being 15-0. and 0. You know, I know last year was 5-5. Five and five. Right now they're sitting at 4-3. and three and They just beat a Florida team that was number 20 in the nation. Like, like that type of stuff. It really bothers me. Um, and, and continue on to the next topic is Dan Mullen. I said it when I had my podcast episode talking about Ed, you know, Coach Odron. Should Dan Mullen see, like, why is no one talking about his job? But now all of a sudden there's little whispers rumor, or rumors or whispers about his job. Now, Dan Mullen's a good coach. He's not the big um, personality of Lane Kiffin, even a Nick Saban, well, heck, even a coach at Ordron. You know, he's just a little, he's just a little different. He's, he, he does things his way. He talks to a certain way. But he's a good coach dating way back to when he coached with Urban Meyer at Florida. He's offensive coordinator. And then he coaches in Mississippi State from 2009 to 2017, you know, taking over that program. You know, he does pretty well. When he was at Mississippi State, he was five and seven, nine and four, seven and six, eight and five, seven and six. Then he got to ten and three. I believe that was Dak Prescott's year. Nine and four, six and seven, eight and four. 
Then he gets to Florida, 10 and 3, 11 and 2, 8 and 4. And right now they're at 4 and 3. I'm not saying Coach Ed needs to be fired. I'm not saying Dan Mullen needs to be fired. But my whole thing was you want to, these fans want to talk about LSU and, and Coach Ed Ogeron. Well, what about Dan Mullen? Last year you go 8 and 4. Now you win your side of the SEC. You make the SEC championship game at 8 and 4, which is crazy. But then you, and you give Alabama a good game. But then you don't really show up in the bowl game, but you have some guys sit out. You had some good players last year. That's his worst record at that point in time. Was eight and four. He's probably gonna have a worse one this year. But my thing is, it's going kind of similar from from Coach Ed. Like if if, if he didn't win the championship in 2019, does he get fired? If they lose the first round of the playoffs, they lose a game in the regular season, and then you know whatever, does he get fired? Does that championship like just set him up to get fired? But my whole thing was, let's compare. Dan Mullen's first four years here at Florida, 2018, 19, 20, and now we're in 21. I know we're not done with the full 2021 season, but as of right now, he is 23 and 12 in his first four years at Florida. He has won two bowl games and lost one. As of right now, you know, again, we're not done with this year yet. Now, Coach Ogeron is 39 and 12 in his first four years. So 39 and 12 versus 23 and 12. Now, I know part of it was the 15 and 0 because you got to win the 12 games. Then you got to play the SEC championship games. There's your 13, win the playoff, win the championships. I understand he's got a couple more, but 39 and 12 versus 23 and 12 with the championship. Okay. Now he's 4 and 3 this year, and Dan Mullen's 4 and 3. So to me, I don't think Dan Mullen needs to be fired. He's a great offensive mind. He's a great coach. He's doing things the right way. But, like, come on. It, you know, call it like it is. And if you're going to say there that Ed needs to be fired because of this or that. Or now, this is why I don't know if there's other things going on, you know, behind the scenes that we just don't know about. I'm going by what I see on the field. I'm going by... All that stuff. So when you go by what you see on the field and you're talking about people want to talk about records and, you know, all that stuff. They talk about numbers. And, we, and you know, if people have listened to me at all, I'm not huge on the numbers and all that stuff. Maybe why I don't want Dan Mullen to be fired. Now, I don't think his seat is on fire. I don't even think it's hot. But I think Dan Mullen's seat's going to be warm. So I don't think he is coaching for his job yet. But if they lose a couple more games, we're going to check out Florida's schedule. So like if they lose more games, does does his seat start to get hot? Because if we're going to, you know, call a square a square and a circle a circle, an orange an orange and all that stuff, like come on. So they lose to LSU. They got to play Georgia next. They get this week, and they play Georgia. Loss right there. Now he's going to be 4-4. Four and four. Okay. Then they play at South Carolina. Now you would like to think Florida wins. Okay, there's another one. Play Samford. Okay, they're going to beat Samford, but that's not a high-quality win. Play Missouri. Should probably win that one. Florida State probably should win that one. So right here, he's probably going to lose one more. At the most, two. Okay, so he's going to lose to Georgia. He's four and four. And then he's going to be five and four, six and four, seven and four. So they're going to be eight and four again, but they're not going to win their side. So you go eight and four, eight and four. 
Okay. Ed Ogeron was 9 and 4, 10 and 3, 15 and 0. Then he goes 5 and 5. Now he's going to be 4 and 3. Now LSU may not win another game. But if they start, if, if, if LSU goes on a run and ends up with six or seven wins, is it going to look bad that you let him go? So when I brought it up on the podcast the other day, or one of the couple episodes, I said, why are people not talking about Dan Mullen's job? Well, now you're starting to hear rumblings. So maybe I started it. I'm not sure. But I think it's got to be fair. If you're going to look at the records, why is his job not being talked about? I don't know. But it's starting to be talked about. I don't think Dan Mullen should be fired. Because here's the thing when you let people go in the NFL. Or, excuse me, and college football. Well, I guess the NFL, but college football. You've got to be careful who you get rid of when you kind of have success. Because who are you going to hire? That's the thing. Who are you going to hire? So, again, Florida fans, if you get rid of Dan Mullen, who are you going to hire? Now, there's some we, we've said some good coaches, but you're not going to get an offensive mastermind like Dan Mullen. I think for Florida, you need a better defense. You're scoring 30-some points to 40 points. If you're scoring 30 to 40 points, you should probably win the game. You know, defenses aren't here to, to hold people to zero points or seven points or 14 points. If they do, fantastic. The other team probably turned the ball over a lot. A defense just needs to slow them down and not let them score. They can give up the yards, but they need to make them work for it. Then you got to have an offense on the other side to score points, and Dan Mullen's going to get you to score points. So he should not be fired. But I just think it needs to be, you know, if we're going to go by records, needs to be fair, and let's just call it how it is and say why are not people calling for his job. But So it's not just fair. It's not fair to Coach Ed. Again, we don't know everything going on around, but... I just think we need to be fair and and just call it like it is. Um, sorry, we're having some technical difficulties. But that's all. So I don't think Dan Mullen needs to be fired. We can move on from that. Another coach um, that I want to talk about again, we're talking about head coaches, so we're just going to move on. One coach I do kind of think probably needs to let go is Scott Frost. We're only talking about coaches. So, again, we're talking about this is all wrapping back to Coach Ed. You look at his record and what's going on now. Again, some of the fans have LSU on this pedestal because they think they're this team that has to win a championship every year, which it's great to have those expectations. But, like, when you got teams like a Michigan or Notre Dame who hasn't won championships in so long, then LSU, they, haven't, they only won a couple – you know, you're not winning it every five years to ten years or whatever it is. Look at what you got. Same thing with Florida. Look, look at what you got. You have Dan Mullen coming to actually kind of winning you some games outside of Urban Meyer and whatever. But then you got a team like see, this is why I don't get how people think in the in these jobs. Then you got Scott Frost. Scott Frost seems like a great mastermind. Maybe he played at Nebraska, so there's pride. It's just not working out there for what he wants to do there. He was at UCF, goes six and seven his first year as a head coach. Then in 2017, he goes 13 and 0, and they self-proclaim them as the national title. Pfft, who cares? Then he gets to Nebraska, four and eight, five and four, three and five, and they and they didn't play a full year in the COVID year. They are not right now as I record this three and five. So Ed goes six and two in his end term year because he took over a little over halfway through. 
goes six and two, nine and four, ten and three, fifteen and zero, five and five. Now he's sitting at four and three right now. But he's gone. Scott Frost is four and eight, five and seven, three and five, and three and five. And he still has a job. I don't understand how athletic directors or some of these guys think. It's got to be fair. I don't understand what they're doing. Like, how does Scott Frost, like, have a job? It makes no sense to me how Coach Ed is having a job. Or then if you look at Dan Mullen, 10-3, and 11-2, and 8-4, right now 4-3, and three, and they're talking about his job. Scott Frost has all that, and he goes, I'm fine. Is it because he played there? Maybe. But if they ain't doing too hot, they've lost to Illinois two years in a row. I, I I don't understand it. I do not understand it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So I wanted to talk about those coaches. And, you know, I never want somebody to lose their job. I don't want anybody to get fired and anything. But we, we, we really got to look at this like it is and say, okay, something, something ain't right here. What is going on? I know each school's different. Each expectation is different. Um, but I just it really bothers me when you have Ed who wins, if, unless there's something going on that we don't know about, um, which is fine. If we don't know about it, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think Scott Frost, it's probably time to move on from Nebraska, which is tough because he played there. You know, that's where he's from. That's where, you know, all this stuff. But I think it's time to go. I think Dan Mullen needs to keep his job. I actually think Coach Ed should probably keep his job. But it is what it is. Um, Yeah, so to end the show, we're going to go over – I'm just going to do it today where, you know, I was going to talk, recap other stuff, but right now we're going to do some of our picks for the weekend. So that way you guys can get it if you're interested and use the code at the beginning, um, you know, to, 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 to make some money, you know, uh, it's all about making that money. So right now we're going to go through what I think people need to, uh, to bet on. Um, I think the UCF game and Memphis, that game I could see, um, you know, Coach Brent Deerman is at, or no, excuse me, Coach Gaussmau is on at UCF. It's going to be hit or miss. They're playing Memphis, who's a tough team, but I think Memphis showed us something a couple weeks ago. So I think you're, I think Memphis, um, minus two and a half, minus two and a half versus UCF. I think it could come down to a field goal, but I think that's one that could, it's not a sneaky one, but it could really sneak up on us. Um, I think Oklahoma minus 38 and a half over Kansas is something you're going to have to take. Oklahoma is on fire and Kansas is a struggling program right now. They're trying to turn it around, but I think Oklahoma minus 38 and a half, you have to take now. That's huge. And some are like, you're crazy. Take Kansas. You never know. I, I just think they are going to score that. Um, Syracuse and Virginia Tech. Syracuse is a tough team. Go Dino Babers. They're playing Virginia Tech. 
I think Syracuse, Virginia Tech is not what they were. I think you take Syracuse plus three and a half. I think they're going to cover the, the plus three and a half. So you need to take that. Take that to the bank. Um, Ohio State plays Indiana, minus 21 and a half. Sorry, Indiana's not going to be the same as last year. Ohio State's a little better, and Indiana's just trying to figure out who they are this year. So Ohio State, minus 21 and a half. Wisconsin's playing Purdue. People are really high on Purdue. This, I think Purdue had almost had their Super Bowl. If Wisconsin really figures out their run game and Purdue can't stop the run game, Wisconsin is plus three and a half. I think you take that. I think Wisconsin can out can bully them around. Old Miss versus LSU. I'm taking the over 76 and a half because if you wait the way if LSU can score and LSU or Old Miss, we know is going to score because LSU's defense is not what it was. If LSU can kind of continue the role from what they were doing and just play a lot and just kind of say screw and you know, they have nothing to lose over 76 and a half. Um, yeah, so I think those. Those are the bets I think you can take. You know, there's still good college football, but betting wise, some of them that you look at kind of makes you think for a second. Um, so betting wise, this is what um, I'm giving you. So if you go use um, the the code and the link that I gave you earlier, free money. Yeah, use the free money and take these bets and go make money and let me know that you made the money once it happens. Um, the only other bet I, th- I want to give you guys is Notre Dame versus uh, U- USC. I think you take Notre Dame minus six and a half. USC is kind of in disarray. Notre Dame's offense is starting to figure out themselves. So take these picks, go make some money, um, and that's it. We wrapped up this episode. Um, thank you guys so much. Again, like and subscribe and share out. Leave a comment on YouTube, wherever, follow it, wherever you listen to your podcast in audio form. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for other episodes, the weekly episodes. Go check out all the other episodes. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys next time. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.